just because they can doesn't mean I should, right? Coming back with another episode of the Sharper Podcast, and we got a really, really interesting night ahead of us here because we've got uh, probably three of the most different topics that you could bring into one podcast. And we got the West Coast represented here tonight, and we don't want to hear about how the 49ers are going to win or anything this weekend. But yeah, baby, <laughs> uh, we got Jake here, and then we also got um we got dave richter here who is uh representing the east coast and uh and dave represents and we'll get a little bit about what he does and uh and we got joey here's right in the middle of the heartbeat of america right there and uh, dirty south man. yeah there, there you go i was gonna call it good old boy georgia That's good old boy georgia i like it <laughs> right? so we got a, a number of different people here tonight and we're just having a good old time but we're wanting to share some some thoughts and some ideas with you guys as you listen here tonight we're we're just finishing up a week of getting together and masterminding and and uh working on systems and processes and accountability and and one of the topics of the week this week was focus and the importance of focus and and why that matters but you know, one thing I love about the group that we got here is what drove us all together, right? And uh, it's it's purpose and why we do what we do. And uh, as we get this thing kicked off, I want you guys to tell everybody your name, what area you're in. I think we've already kind of done that, but go ahead and share it again. And then, what's your focus? Like, what do you what what do you focus on in this area of real estate? And, uh, and then, want to come back around to maybe your your purpose? Why do you guys do what you do in real estate? Right? I think we're you know, when we all we all start a real estate career or start being an investor, we're either trying to either make money or save ourselves time, right? And from that, the thing that drives out of that and creates success is is progress, your results, but also purpose. And a lot of times we get these podcasts going, everybody talks about results. Like, what are you doing, man? And how are you doing? And how many deals have you done? And all that. And I, and I think to a degree that's important, but I think one thing that gets left off is why they do it. You know, and Joe and I had actually a little conversation already tonight and talking about, you know, I'm a business coach and I don't think I talked about one number really with you tonight. Right. And why? It's like, well, what kind of business coach are you? Are you, you fell on that guy? Well, no, I don't think so. I think I think this year 2020, if we're gonna have a clear vision of what we want to do, it's got to align with the intentions of his purpose and what he wants to accomplish. And I, th- I want us to share in that a little bit. Jimmy, I think we're going to kick it off with you tonight, though, and, and tell us a little bit. I'm sorry, Jake. Kick it off with you tonight. I don't know why. We just had Jimmy here with us, and I always think about Jake and Jimmy as like two peas in a pod, you know, these we are, two guys. We? Yeah, I mean, you're like cut from the same cloth, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's good to see you guys this week. But, Jake, talk to us a little bit about um, where you're from, what you do, and what your focus is. So I'm from San Francisco Bay Area and uh, one of the most expensive places to live in the United States, you know. And so, you know, it's, it's a different market than anywhere else in the United States. So we, we mainly flip there is what we do. And that's been our focus for the last six or seven years out there. And then this last year, we moved into Alabama doing some rentals and a rental portfolio. And the reason why we chose Alabama, everybody asked me, why did you choose Alabama? Sure. And, uh, and we, yeah, we had family. You know, I have family out there. I have some cousins. In fact, my nephew is our uh, home inspector that takes wow. care of all our houses. So, you know, and I used to, when I used to train students nationwide when I travel and I'd say, look, learn it in your backyard first and then go out into a place that you're really connected with family or friends or people that you know. Yeah. And that's how it breaks off. And so we, we buy rentals out to, in Alabama to 
uh, really for a long-term sustained cash flow coming in, okay. you know, because you need two things. You need a job, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of your flipping, and then you also need something to to uh, sustain kind of a long-term growth plan. Yeah, so active and passive is what your you residual got income. You got it. Cool, cool. So, uh, Joey, tell us a little about where you are and what you do. And Sure. So I live in northwest Georgia, halfway between Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I'm, I'm a single-family guy with a specialization in mobile homes. And so... Um, started out actually in mobile homes buying mobile homes and mobile home communities and then turn around and selling them with owner financing and then also you know doing fix and flips because contracting was my background uh we moved from that to buying as many rentals as we possibly could but when you know me and my wife ashley started out we were broke as a joke we were two kids straight out of college with a mountain of debt and matter of fact we couldn't when, when we got married we were trying to find a place to rent and nobody would rent to us because we had no verifiable income because she was a student and I was a contractor and so nobody wanted to rent to us. So we had to figure out what a way to do it. And so what we did was is we started focusing on creative financing. Mm-hmm. So we buy a lot of sub twos. Um, we get owner financing from uh, different people that we're buying from and then use private money to be able to, to fund our rentals. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And then we've got Dave Hector here as well. Dave, tell us a little bit about you. So I'm currently living in Richmond, Virginia. I spent 27 years up in Northwest Indiana, right, with Gary and working with him. And But now I'm in Richmond, Virginia area, and I really, I focus on helping real estate investors make and keep more money. Basically, I help them on the financial side of their business, help them know their numbers. It's a huge need that I've seen because I've been in the real estate investing world for years now and helped with, you know, different companies and really saw that there's a huge need that a lot of people just don't know what they're making. They, they're not able to make the good decisions, not able to really have the all the knowledge that they need in order to move their company forward. So I, I got into that niche and I'm helping real estate investors really tighten up their books. But not only that, but use those decisions to make powerful decisions, use those numbers. So yeah. that's what I'm doing now. You know, as a real estate, working in real estate and, and more or less not just real estate, but as business and coaching businesses, I think where I struggle the hardest in helping people is when they don't know their numbers. You know, whether it's their KPI numbers or their financial numbers, you know, people that don't know their numbers can't make good decisions. And they definitely can't make informed decisions, right? And so sometimes we talk about predicting. If you read the book EOS, it talks about one of the things you have to do is you have to predict well, right, when you get stuck. And when we don't predict well, one or two things happens. If you're a publicly traded company, you, you, you can hurt your business and cause the shareholders not to be very happy. But in a, for the people sitting at this table, we don't predict well. We could be out of business. You know, we plan the wrong way and spend too much money on expenses and we don't have enough revenue coming in and, or we think we're going to have it coming in we don't and we ramp up for it we could be in a bad way and one of the things that i think david i find a lot of times with with that is that um you know they don't even know when the avalanche has started right right they only know it when it covered their head and so it's really important that we are able to not only predict well but have a good understanding of what's going on on a daily basis so we're all as you learned already, we're all part of different places in the United States, kind of do all of us do something a little bit differently. Um, but I think the one thing that binds a lot of people together and the reason why we're coming together is purpose, right? We're all trying to create, create and reach a place in our life of fulfilling a purpose, right? And so, Jake, what, what would you say is your purpose for why you do what you do? You know, one of the biggest things is I've seen a lot of people live in pain and suffering. 
And by us going into homes and sitting down, I don't know how many countless people I've sat down with at a table and they've had some type of hardship or something that comes up with them. And those are the people that we really have an opportunity to, to help and change their life as well too, you know, and, and I've been through some hardship in my life and, and experienced that. And so one of the goals that I had out there and you know, part of my life is to change things uh, for people that I touch and that I come in contact with, because no, I, I believe that no person should have to live in pain and suffering ever. Um, we bring that on ourselves a lot of times. And, and just what you're saying is, you know, every one of us, we go through tough times and we'll get it in the spot right that creates that spot and we don't recognize it. We don't want to look at it or we procrastinate mm-hmm. doing anything until it's too late. And that's kind of human nature that all of us do it, you know. And so that's one of my my drives and my whys why I do things as well too is to really make an impact in in a different way as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you know, one of the things uh, Jake didn't just mention that I heard today and really bonded my heart a little bit even closer to you is that your your ability to want to teach and help other people as well. So you know, I think you're going to hear a common theme as we go across this table, and it's this thing called others, you know, and helping other people. Joey, what, what, what's your purpose? What, why do you do what you do? And Why do I do what I do? I, I do what I do because I want to advance the kingdom of Yahweh, yeah. and, and we do that by helping other people out in real estate. And so that's not the only thing. So, like, whenever we first started our company, our company was geared solely towards my family, yeah. and my job was to be able to raise righteous children to be able to advance the kingdom of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And so one of the cool things that we've been able to do whenever we go out and meet with people is we have our number one core value is have a servant's heart. And so when we're sitting there out with people, we always say, how can I help you? And sometimes it's helping them with real estate. But I can't tell you how many times I've sat there and how many times Ashley sat there and how many times Mary Beth sat there. And those are people, Ashley's my wife and Mary Beth's on our team. And we've sat there with people and we couldn't solve their real estate problem or it was too far gone. But what we could do is solve the people problem. We've got a motto in our company that says, houses don't matter, people matter. Mm-hmm. And so we've been able to sit there, hold people's hands, pray with them, and just spend time with them. Um, people laugh because oh, we do a lot of door knocking, and people are scared to go door knocking a lot of times. They're like, dude, man, somebody's going to come out and pull a gun on you and stuff like that. We've been doing it for 10 years. And it wasn't until this last year that somebody actually came to the door with a gun. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Ashley was there by herself, and this little old lady came to the door with a gun. Mm. And it was out in the country, and the lady came to the door, and she was like, yes? And Ashley was not intimidated. You know, we live in the South. We have guns in the South. You know, it just is what it is. And the lady was just letting everybody know, hey, I'm not going to be taken advantage of. Through that whole conversation, Ashley was able to go inside with a lady, with a gun, knowing it was there. And she sat there with the lady for an hour. They went through this big old long thing. The lady just unloaded on her. And they ended the whole thing with Ashley sitting there and praying with her and coming through it and the lady crying with her at the end of it. We couldn't save her house, but we were able to help her heart. And that right there was just more gratifying than anything you can do anyway. So that is why we do what we do. That's awesome. And Joey, you know, we got a wide range of people listening on the podcast and your your statement was to advance the kingdom of Yahweh. And and a lot of people know what Yahweh is. They still probably don't know the name. What it's it's a Greek name for what? It's actually a Hebrew name of the Father in Heaven. So whenever, you know, Moses came down and there was the burning bush and he said, what do I tell the people that, who sent me? And he said, Yahweh sent me. And so that's what it was. That's what it is in Hebrew. And people have heard it before. They just don't think about it. They just don't think about it. Well, I mean, think about it. 
the the word hallelujah, you've heard that word before, yes, right? That's a Hebrew word. Yeah. It means praise Yahweh, hallelujah, at the end of it. And so it's built in there. And so people say it and they just don't know it. But yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is. Cool. And so that, you know, as we continue the theme around the table here and, and the others is starting to show its way and how it manifests in each one of us, it obviously is different. And, but uh, obviously we want you guys to to have your purpose and know what it is and why you do what you do because money only goes a certain way and only lasts for a certain time and, and purpose is what drives us to keep going. So Dave, what, what, what would you say that you've decided to do what you do? What, what's your purpose? Oh, I'm really glad I got to go last in this circle. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I want to make sure. Thanks for making me go first. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm really glad because I want to make sure that the people like Jake and Joey can keep doing what they're doing for others and fulfill their purpose. Yeah. That's really where I get excited. And that I've had several people that I've worked with now say, you've changed my life <laughs> and say that. And I know that they're, they're also the type of people that want to give back. And so I want to make sure that, that the investors also know like, okay, I know my numbers and I know I can be in business and I know I can make these decisions. And I also, in our business too, we support several missions teams. So we've got a couple missions teams that we're supporting right now with monthly support. So I want to keep supporting that too. So it's about really making, helping the investors help change other lives, but then also impacting the world too. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, as I sit here and listen to you guys and think about our purpose, our cause, our passion, why we do what we do. And, and uh, one of the ways I think I can round that out pretty easily is at home we have a wall. And uh, it's called our wall of impact. And we have a picture of every person we've worked with. And uh, we spend time while we're home, which is not often, by the way. So I wish I could do it more for you guys. But I do take time to pray for every team that we've helped and ask God to put a hedge of protection around them, give them wisdom and knowledge and helping them grow and uh, protect them from, from, from any evil. And one of the things I have on that, uh, on that uh, wall is a statement that says, we rise by lifting others. And, uh, and I think about Dave here, and, and Dave, you'll grow because you put others first. And a lot of good books out there talk about purpose-driven life and intentional living and, and um, Go-Giver is a great book, mm-hmm. Dave. We both love that book. Uh, there's another one by Patrick Lencioni called Getting Naked, and it's, uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's not what you're thinking, right? So, but it's a great book, and it talks about vulnerability with your client and putting people first, delivering value before receiving payment, right? And so I think that's important to know, and I think purpose is one of those things that it's going to, you know, this this thing in real estate is hard, you know, and uh, part of it being hard is the fact that, you know, there are going to be days you wake up and it's you're not going to quite know what to do next. You're going to feel a little uncertain, and you're going to question, am I doing the right thing? And, you know, is this what I should be doing? Am I taking, you know, am I, am I not, you know, the right person to do it? And maybe you start to question, is this going to take care of my family? And is it going to put food on the table? And, and guys, listen, if anybody out there standing on a platform or they're talking on a podcast or putting anything out there and they're telling you that anything other than that, they ain't telling the truth. They're not telling the truth. No. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, what, what, I don't matter what business me and Dave were talking about, um, the men who built America, right? And some of the greatest leaders of all time struggled, you know? And if you look at, look at them, a lot of them failed, and they picked themselves up and kept going. 
And entrepreneurship's not easy. It's going to be hard. We said on the last podcast, it's not. It's simple, but it ain't easy. Correct. And, uh, and the fact of the matter is, your purpose, your cause, your passion is what's going to carry you through. It's going to be what gets you up in the morning. It's going to be what keeps you going. It's going to be what uh, to, the catalyst to, to propel you forward when the world wants nothing more than to shut you down, crush your dreams, and tell you to go home. And so purpose is really important to me. Guys, I want I want you guys to think about a question here as we go on through this podcast. And we got listeners out there today, and they're thinking to themselves, like, um, if I was these gentlemen, if I was in San Francisco, if I was in Georgia, if I was in Richmond, Virginia, and I was in real estate, or maybe they are in real estate, what is, what is something that a lesson you've learned, something that's happened to you over the last many years of doing this that you wish somebody would have told you? You know, you wish somebody would have been like, hey, Jake, this is something you need to know if you're going to do this. Or Joe, listen, you paid this penalty, you paid this price, you paid this education, and you can avoid having somebody else pay that same penalty. What would it be? And Dave, you know, I always tell people, Dave's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, and he's, you know, he's not even, I think he's half my age almost. But he looks he looks smart. So yeah. He is. <laughs> and maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just he looks smart. I don't know. Maybe he's actually not there. Maybe I'm just not intelligent enough to see that he's not that smart. But <laughs> he's like, no, I think I am. <laughs> no, but I think, uh, you know, what is those things? What are the things that if you could look back, and we got a wide range of experience in this table right now. we got a wide range of age we got a wide range of knowledge and, uh, and, and and expertise in different areas. So I think this is kind of cool as we, we roundtable this a minute and say, hey, listen, if somebody's listening right now on this podcast, what is the one thing you could tell them that might like curve off years of pain or knowledge or learning for them? What would that be, Jake? You know, the first thing, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to the naked thing for just a moment because sure. we like to talk about being naked. But, yeah, Joe uh, got naked today. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. But, you know, when you, when you talk about that, it's, there's a vulnerability. that Now, this is what most people don't understand, right, is that when you actually become vulnerable and you strip all it off and you become really authentic, mm-hmm. you know, then you feel they have that feeling of being naked, like your clothes are all off, like you have to put something back on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had a gentleman years ago, and I used to work with him when I used to travel and speak, and... And he said, you know, Jake, when you learn to become who you truly are, who you truly self are, when you start peeling away and he had all these packets of sugar and he kept putting these packets of sugar around it, you know, he goes, in our lives, we keep putting these things around us to protect us. And we call this baggage and all this garbage that we kind of lead our lives with. And there's no way they can ever have intimacy or closeness with people because you always have this space between you and them. They can never really get to know you. And so as we get to a point where we start being vulnerable with others, then that starts shedding off, and that's where that nakedness feels mm-hmm. to, to come back onto that, you know? So it's, I'm glad you brought that up because not a lot of people stop and think about that for mm-hmm. a moment. In our society, it's tough because we don't make it safe enough for people to do that very often, mm-hmm. you know? And when you have a, a, a group of people, that like us, us men and women that have been together the last couple of days, it's been amazing just to, for us to feel that uh, safe enough to be able to... Really share, yeah, I really share that stuff with everybody out there, you know. And so one of the things I like to talk about when somebody's new coming and talking to me and they say, you know, if I, um, you know, was getting in, into real estate, what would I do differently, you know, and, and how would I do it? And the first thing I would say is get a mentor. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, number one thing, because you want to find somebody that's been down the path. And, you know, and as you get older, you want to teach people. You want to give back. You want to, um, you know, the young young men and young women that are coming into this and, and changing their lives, you know, you want to help them along. You don't want them to make the same mistakes you do, just like your own child. Yeah, and I, I compare it to walking through a minefield, you know. So you, if you walk through a minefield and if you're all by yourself, you're going to try and get from one side to the other. And all of a sudden you, you step on one landmine and you blow that leg off and you're limping along and you blow your arm off and then you... You know, you're walking along, you blow the other arm off, you get down to one leg and you hit the last one and, and you, you're just a stump by the time you get to the other side. Right. And those of you that have been through a, a downturn in the real estate market, we felt like stumps at the end, you know, yeah. and, and that we've done it. So if you have a mentor, a mentor can tell you to go to the right, take one to the left and guide you through the landmine without having to lose all of the parts getting to the other side. Sure. And that's what I would recommend anybody at all, because there's always a starting point and mm -hmm. we always are starting at different places with knowledge, where we came from, kind of the background, the state we live in. I mean, that's a... That, those are all big parts in here. So uh, really finding somebody that uh, you admire, number mm -hmm. one, and that has the traits and the abilities that you want. Mm -hmm. And then you go after that and then you sit down with them and say, hey, is it okay if I pick your brain a little bit, maybe call you once a week? You know, everybody likes lunch, right? And we all eat sometime mm -hmm. or another. So if you take somebody and say, hey, can I take you to lunch and you pay for the lunch, they'll sit down and give you of your time. Yeah, that's good. And make sure it's not a place that sells fries unless yeah. that's what they pick. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I, heard, I heard a statement the other day about, um, you know, the things that people really want in life, you know, the things we think we want. And I, one of the things I want this podcast to be and our circle to be and things like that is when we're authentic, we're real, and we put it out there the right way, and it helps people, right? And I don't want I don't want that sugar effect, if you will, if you don't Correct. understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, like people, you know, kids, kids come back over and over again for a little sweet, you know, or so, so sugar, right? And you can keep them coming back, and you can keep feeding them sugar over and over again. They'll eat it. They eat it every time, right, Joe? Your kids, if you give your kids sugar every 10 minutes, will they eat it? Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> but, I don't but know if I'd like to ask for a favor, but yeah, they will. The question is, is it good for them? Yeah, right? No, it's not. And there's so much out there right now, media and stuff, it's just sugar, right? It's just like, let's give them what they want to hear, what the, what feels good, mm -hmm. and why? Because we want them to keep coming back, right? But that right. doesn't ever really help anybody. And I think it's the same with getting the right coach, you know? Some coaches can just like feed you a line of everything, right? And just keep you coming back because they make you feel good, you know? Right. But is it what you need? And one of the things I always tell people is before you hire a mentor, before you hire a coach, you got to look at their life. And you got to say, you know, do I want, do I want that life? Because in all reality, right, a coach is only going to be able to teach you what they know, mm -hmm. right? And I, I've made the mistake in my time, actually, over the years, being mentored by people, and especially in corporate America, the divorce, you know, they lost the kids have nothing to do with them, you know, they're bankrupt, things like that. And man, wow, blind, blindly, uh, leading the blind in a way, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have that life and why I even wasted my time getting that mentorship. So I, I love what your perspective is. Joe, what's, what's the one thing that you could share with the, the audience today? I've been combing my brain sitting there trying to think of the one thing. So like, uh, I, I had three different things pop into my head. So I try to do them very quickly. First to his thing about, uh, having a mentor, if, if you go and you find a mentor, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to hire a mentor. So, like, for me personally, there was a top dog in my area, and he was the guy that was running the RIA, but he was the one that was actually over there doing what everybody was talking about doing. He yeah. wasn't just a talker. He was a doer. Yeah. And I had to find a way to be able to bring some value to him because we didn't have any money, like I said. I didn't know how we were going to get around him. I just knew I needed to get around him and see how can I do what it is that you were doing. 
And so Robert Kiyosaki in his book said that you should work to learn, not to earn. And don't be afraid to go work for somebody for free. And so I approached my, my mentor at that time. His name is Bill Cook. And Bill was having something going on. I said, can I come work? He was having something going on. I said, can I come work for you for today for free? And he said, no, 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 I don't need you. I can't pay you. you know? And I said, no, no, I want to come work for you for free. And he said, you'll work for me for free. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, I'm not buying you lunch. <laughs> and I was like, I understand. And he said, I just want to come work with you to learn what this is like and so I can hang out with you. You'll work for free. He wanted to make sure a bunch of times. And I was like, yes. And you'd have to know him to understand why that's funny. Sure, I do know Bill. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. He and so uh, he was like, all right, be in my house at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I couldn't sleep that night. You know, I was so excited. I was going to get to go do this. And I went over there, and I had the best time. But he has told me over and over and over again that people would say, hey, can I just pick your brain? And But they never wanted to give anything. You know, hey, can I just, can I have just a little, can I, he even told me that he had people want to take him out to lunch and then expect him to pick up the lunch. Mm-hmm. And he said that by you giving in order to receive meant, the world. So if you're starting out and you're new and you're trying to remember that, be willing to give in order to get and be willing to work to learn, not necessarily to earn. And then the other big one. That's that really, really good, by the way. Let that sink in just a minute. You know, yeah. there's so much out there. People feel like, you know, you, the world owes them. No, man, yeah. you're not owed anything. You got to get out there and earn it yourself. Yeah. And so work to learn, not to earn and be willing to give in order to get. Um, the other thing that is big that as you progress and as you get impatient, because it's easy to get impatient when we live in a push button society and we've got instant gratification, we can get stuff. We're, we're sitting there like Amazon takes two days now. Well, I mean, two days. We, right. Can't we get it quicker than yeah, that? that was it's overnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't have a warehouse in my neighborhood yet. That's right. <laughs> there was a saying that I heard one time that says, do not judge your insides by other people's outsides. Yeah. All right. So as you're watching people go out and they're preaching what they're doing and they're saying all these grandiose things and all that just because they're saying it that's their outside appearance don't let what they're doing on the outside dictate what you're doing on the inside you have your why you have your purpose you have your passion you have the reason why you're doing it and that thing needs to be strong enough to lead you through whenever the times get tough because they do get tough we talked about that a minute ago and so you have to have the ability to be able to rely on that and continue to march forward and not get so discouraged because you're watching all the other people supposed to outsides and letting that affect you on the inside. Yeah. You have no idea what they're going through. You have no idea what's real. You just know what they're saying on the outside. All you can see is what's on the inside of you. And so just make sure that you do not get discouraged as you're going that by watching somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back down to that saying too, that if you compare your outsides to somebody else's insides, you'll fail 100% of the time. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hey, Dave, I'm bringing this into a close here. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Dave is a Dave is a genius with numbers, and he does an amazing job with uh, reconciling people's budgets and helping you get a budget. And uh, and uh, you know, if you're looking tonight for somebody that can help you with profit first or things like that, uh, Dave is a guy that reach out to. If you're in the Calhoun, Georgia area, and you're looking to sell or buy a house. <laughs> then I would highly recommend you reach out to Mr. Joey Inks here. And uh, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area and you're rooting on the 49ers this weekend. I will be. Yeah. <laughs> or if you just live there and you're not rooting them on and you still want to buy or sell a house, 
And I recommend you reach out to Jake here as well, and we'll make sure we have their information for you guys and for you to reach out to. But, Dave, what is that one thing? I mean, you've you've learned to live such a long life, and, and you've been around so long already, and <laughs> the years of wisdom just pour off that gray hair you have. And so I'm and just how old are you again? Just kidding. 28. 28 years yeah. old. But right he's way more wise than 28. We'll double mm-hmm. that. That's why I look at him a little differently. He's got a full set of gray hair already. Uh, so Dave, tell us a little bit about what you would do or what you would advise, now, not only from your personal level, but also what you've seen and how what you've helped other guys with. Sure. First thing that came to my mind is you need to always be working on yourself. You always do. And especially no matter what your religious affiliation is, it, I love, <laughs> I love the, when I hear people say, you know, I'm either praying or I'm doing, you know, you're getting closer to the one that, that has created everything mm-hmm. or something like that, making sure that you are always working on yourself, either meditation or whatever your affiliation is there. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're healthy for other people. It's all about giving back and giving to others and i love the 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 working to earn and not just to uh, working working to learn learn, not just to earn so that way you're always your your whole life should be about what can i do for someone else what what is there that i can do how can i be a servant and that's the zig ziglar saying that you know you help enough people get where they want to go you're going to get where you want to go so always being able and being willing to work on yourself, but always being willing to adapt too. So many times in real estate, there's the ups and downs, there's the different things that work at different times, being able to adapt with the market. But that goes to your mindset too of saying, hey, I know where we are right now and I need to pivot. I need to be able to say, I, okay, I was wholesaling now, but maybe wholesaling is not the best thing anymore. Being or doing rentals or whatnot, and being able to work on yourself to say I need to be able to change because there's a lot of real estate investors that went down in 2000 and you know seven, eight, and nine that co- probably could have saved themselves if they would have just been working on themselves to be say and say I need to make sure that I'm a recession-proof business, and that's what I like helping people set that up too, being a recession-proof business and always having that mentality of. Okay, what do I do? What can I do well? And always working on yourself and really having that deep down that in that mindset of being able to to shift and to adapt to whatever you need to do. That's good stuff, guys. I appreciate you guys being on the show tonight. And uh, one of the things that comes to my mind, and I don't want to exclude it into sharing the knowledge here, is one of the things I, I constantly tell myself as I see other people succeed and trying to stay focused and worry about Gary Harper and Sharper Business Solutions and not be distracted by other people's success or failures is just because they can doesn't mean I should. Mm, that's right. good. Just because they can doesn't mean I should, right? And I think I, when I spend a lot of time in masterminds, I see a lot of people that can do things. And uh, I have to remind myself just because they can do it doesn't mean I should do it. And uh, I want to leave you guys with that tonight. Stay focused. Stay humble. Um, Allow your purpose to drive your intentions and your, and, and get, gain the results. And just remember, guys, as I say it again, just because other people can do it doesn't mean you should. You got to do the things that are right for you. You got to do things that are right for your family. You got to do the things that are right for your intentions and where you want to end up. We talked this week about getting to where we want to go. And, um, you know, I think wherever we're planning on going, whatever your direction is, whatever your path is, 
ultimately it needs to end at your intentions where you wanted to be at that point in life. I always tell people, if you're not ashamed of who you were 12 months ago, you haven't worked on yourself, you haven't, you haven't done something right, and uh, you, ought to, you ought to self-evaluate and make sure that you're not trying to live somebody else's purpose, you're trying to live yours and what's right for you. I hope this brought you guys value tonight. I hope it brings you focus, and I hope it brings you clarity. And ultimately, I hope it, uh, it helps you reach your level of success, not someone else's. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll talk to you soon.